Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zire, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Alright, hi there. Coming to you live from my closet. Hoping that my youngest does not wake up so I can get through this without having to stop and restart. But such is life, we'll see. So today I want to talk to you about a strategy that will help you help your child through their emotions. This strategy is called stay listening and is one that I feel like I've really perfected over the years and it's probably the one that I go to the most. Sometimes maybe others would work better in this situation but I feel really comfortable as I have worked really hard to keep my own emotions under control but this is also the one that can be hardest for people because of that very reason their own pent-up feelings traumas and experiences whether you recognize them consciously or unconsciously they affect you the same Um, but we will chat a little more about that later so stay listening is exactly what it sounds like you stay and you listen it recognizes that crying is a natural recovery process So if you're like me, before I learned about this strategy, I felt like I needed to get the crying to stop. I don't know what it was, like this natural pull. I just, I felt sad that my child was crying and that they were hurting and it had become my job to make that hurt go away by making the crying stop. I guess I thought that if the crying stopped, the hurt stopped as well. But what I didn't know was that I actually wasn't helping the way I thought I was. When we stop our child mid-cry, we're actually stopping the release of their emotions and feelings. This means it will eventually come out at another time or in some other way. Or your child is going to learn to start holding in their feelings versus expressing them to you. So think about what happens if you try to hold in your cry. You still have the same feelings, you just aren't expressing those feelings. When we trap those feelings inside, they can only stay bottled up for so long, and eventually they explode, and we all know what that looks like. This may also be why you are seeing more explosive tantrums versus shorter ones, or frequent shorter tantrums or meltdowns or whining throughout the entire day. You feel like you have gotten through it and then you know, a little while later, another one comes along. This is because your child has a lot of built up feelings that are sitting there on the surface, just waiting to be released. So I mentioned earlier, crying is actually a natural recovery process. So let's break it down a little further and chat more about why this is beneficial for your child and your relationship with them. So your child cries in order to expel hurt feelings. And I heard I've heard it more than once before a few years back that there was a study done and this was more for infants um, but I think it probably pertains to kids as they get older as well Um, but when the infants were 
let, you know, when they were crying, but a supportive adult was with them, they actually found the stress hormone cortisol being released through their tears. When an infant was crying alone, they did not find the same, you know, the same cortisol or the same makeup of their tears. So as you are with your child, supporting them during the cry, your child is feeling that connection and feeling cared for. And when a child feels connected, they are better able to think, there are less behaviors, more regulation, and then problem solving is able to actually occur. Plus, they want to listen to you. So wouldn't it be nice if your child wanted to listen to you without any specific reason and not because they were afraid of the punishment that could come or doing it because they want some sort of reward? This is exactly why I love these strategies that I teach on because it comes from a place of really understanding your child's physiological processes and where behavior is coming from and how to resolve it without needing all the extra stuff to sort of manipulate it to get it the way we want it to be. So stay listening, like I mentioned, is a very simple process, but that doesn't necessarily make it easy. There are several reasons why this can be challenging for us. One is because we are triggered, which I'm going to go into the why and the how and the what to do about it in the next episode. So be sure to stay tuned for that. The second reason is that it can be hard to understand what is going on because behavior is so multifaceted. And especially if you have kids who can't talk or can talk but are a little bit younger and don't have the ability to really speak what they're feeling, it can be an extra challenge. And we can often see our child's hurts as minimal or something that they should just move on from. Right? Like how many times has there been this little incident and you're kind of like, it's not even a big deal. Just pick it up and move on. But we have to remember that we have a much larger worldview than they do. And the same things that we think are insignificant can be world crushing to them. And the third reason is because we're so conditioned to respond with, it's okay, you're okay, or to give the child a solution immediately to make the hurt go away like I was talking about earlier. So as you shift into listening supportively versus focusing on or focusing your energy on how to stop it, the feelings will eventually shed and your child will return to their activity as normal, feeling refreshed. Sometimes this even looks like a full-on tantrum and then minutes later laughing and joking with you like a literal light switch turned on and everything is all good again. It is honestly a very interesting but cool process to witness. You can probably understand this a little bit better if you think back to a time when you've had a really good cry. You maybe started out completely upset by something and then you had your spouse, a friend, a family member, some supportive person who allowed you to just cry and get the feelings out versus try to you know, reason away from your feelings or create a solution for you. And just being able to cry allowed you to get those feelings out. You probably didn't do anything else in the meantime, but afterwards you felt so much better and you could think clearer. This is what we are providing for our kids when we can support them through a tantrum by simply listening. So let's do a quick recap before I give you an example of what this actually looks like. Crying isn't bad. Repeat after me. Crying isn't bad. It's actually a good thing. 
It is our natural recovery process, which allows us and your child to process through hurt feelings and to keep them from getting stuck inside their bodies. It also has a direct and positive impact on behavior. The less they have stored up, the less they are trying to contain, and the more energy that is freed up for them to play, learn, and explore. Now, I just want to be clear. When I say crying isn't bad and it's a good thing, I mean crying with support. Okay, so let's play this out a little bit more in detail. So your child's tantrum or crying begins. Your role is to be a constant support and remain regulated. That piece is key. So make sure to tune in next week. We're going to talk about all of the things there. This helps to teach them that emotions are okay, that you can handle their emotions, whatever they may be, and it allows you to create an opportunity for connection. It can be hard to realize, but when we are trying to tell our child, it's okay, you're okay, we are inadvertently, which I'm assuming most people aren't intentionally trying, but because it happens to the best of us, but we're actually trying to talk them away from how they're feeling and it in turn makes them feel like they're crying or their feelings aren't okay. So what you're going to do is you are going to get down on their level or lower. So I usually will just sit myself on the floor wherever the chaos is ensuing. And this is to take you out of the power or controlling role and to be less threatening when they're already upset and in that dysregulated phase. Look them in the eye so they know you are paying attention to them. And oftentimes when kids are really upset, they're not going to look back at you. But as they start working through their feelings, you will notice they kind of look over at you to see your reaction and what's happening and if you're really paying attention. And, um, you know, so it's very important that you are full on attending to your child. Don't bring your phone along because you're trying to distract yourself through the crying to stay calm. Your child needs to know you are their sole focus in these moments. Sit with them while they scream or yell or cry or whatever their emotional episode might include. And you can offer words like, I'm listening, I'm right here, or I understand. However, you don't even have to say anything if you feel like you don't know what to say. Listening is enough. This is definitely not a time to attempt to reason with your child. Lecture them or try to talk them out of their feelings with distraction or comfort. As your child cries, he or she blocks most of the surroundings out of their mind, focusing entirely on how they feel and on your reassuring presence. So your child has narrowed their focus to do the work of recovery. They can't complete this task without concentrating on it fully. So don't distract them with all the talking. This is something that is so easy to get into a trap of. You are trying to console them, and so you're either trying to reason it away, say they're okay, or you're just talking and talking and talking. That actually becomes more overwhelming for them, and it's distracting them from doing that recovery process. So while your child is crying, they can't process the advice you're giving, and any anger that you might be expressing is going to add on to this hurt that they already have stored up simply just listen. So a few key things to understand about your child while they're having this emotional expression, as I like to say. 
Number one, their prefrontal cortex detaches when they're upset, and therefore, they truly can't rationalize with you during these times. Number two, an emotional expression generally is a way to signal you as their caregiver that they are in need of someone to listen and support them. And number three, an emotional expression signifies that your child feels safe to share his or her feelings with you. So often parents will tell me things didn't go well because their child cried afterwards. And honestly, I tell them that's a good sign. (laughs) It's so hard to think that way because society has truly shifted our mindset from crying is okay to crying is bad. And, but this is actually a key indicator that your child is feeling connected to you and they're feeling safe enough to share these feelings with you. So it's a good sign. And number four, if we squash a child's ability to express emotion, we are hindering their learning process. I truly hope this episode helps shift your perspective a little on crying and its importance in our child's lives and our own when done in a supportive and connected way. Don't forget to click the follow button and subscribe to my email so you can be notified when episodes drop. Plus, you're going to get a little extra mama encouragement. Next week, we're going to talk more in depth about why feelings come up for us during tantrums and how we handle them while we sit through the meltdown. You definitely don't want to miss it. I know this can be a huge struggle for so many people. So stay tuned. This week, I am challenging you to hold back your words and simply listen during a meltdown. I'd love for you to let me know how it goes, and I'll see you next week. Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I'd love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.